0: bruno and i have been off to a rocky start he started out okay but then he compared marianne to other girls and generally disappoints me with his ambivalence toward marianne on top of all that he's barely a driving factor in her life and that's when he's around which is never if every book didn't start with a long description of each member adding that marianne's boyfriend is named logan then i wouldn't have any idea that marianne is in a relationship however maybe it's better if logan isn't an integral part of the series considering his track record and it's strange. I don't remember having any disdain for Logan when I was a kid. He wasn't my favorite of the BSC boyfriends, but I didn't hate him. Maybe when I was a kid, the bar for men was so low that Satan himself could use it for pull-ups. Since then, the bar has been raised. Now it's on the ground, but it's still impossible for some men to hop the inch it takes to clear it. Logan plays a significant role in the Babysitter's Club Number 25, Marianne and the Search for Tigger. That means he has another chance to justify himself to adult me and be the boy I remember from my childhood. Let's hope Logan can climb his way out of hell and use that southern charm to get himself one inch into the air to get over that bar. I'm Amy A. Cowan, and this is rereading my childhood The Babysitter's Club, number 25, Marianne and the Search for Tigger by Anna Martin. Marianne starts the novel at the pet store with Dawn. She is buying presents for her cat, Tigger. See, Tigger keeps losing his toys behind the refrigerator, so the logical thing to do is to buy more cat toys? You know, to replace the ones behind the refrigerator? I think? But it's almost time for a BSC meeting, so the girls pay for their purchases and rush back to Marianne's house before heading to Claudia's house, where Marianne can tell us a little about the young artist. Claude mixes and matches the weirdest stuff and comes up with the coolest outfits, like a loose blouse with a fake coat of arms on it worn over a very short black skirt. Around her waist, a scarf. On her feet, short black boots. Dangling from her ears, dinosaurs. And her hair might be piled on top of her head and held in place with hairpins that look like seahorses. She combines all this stuff and she looks fantastic. Then Marianne calls Claudia's room a rat hole. That's needlessly harsh, Marianne. Maybe that rat hole has all the accessories she looks fantastic in. Marianne doesn't say it out loud, so this isn't one of the books wherein the girls fight. That's a firm check in the plus column. Instead, Logan calls. He needs a babysitter. See, he has engineered clones in his free time, and he needs a sitter while he's speaking at the United Nations on the ethics of cloning. I'm kidding. He needs a sitter for his siblings, Hunter and Carrie, because he joined the baseball team and can't watch them. Marianne takes the job. The next day, Logan and Marianne are outside of her house playing with Tigger and going over what Marianne needs to know about Logan's siblings. Hunter is allergic to everything, which would make him a terrible hunter. Carrie is trying to prove she's independent, which Logan thinks would end if she had more friends. Suddenly, Jamie appears to play with the cat, and then Mariah and Gabby, and finally we have Charlotte, and they all play with the cat, and Marianne tells us that Logan is good with kids and gorgeous. You know what I still can't figure out, though? I can't figure out why Logan likes me. Why would any boy like shy me over sophisticated, outgoing Claudia or self-assured Don? Boys don't like sophistication. Otherwise, there wouldn't be 35-year-old men dating 19-year-olds. Boys also don't like confidence. Otherwise, again, there wouldn't be 35-year-old men dating 19-year-olds. And Logan shouldn't make Marianne feel that way. What is he telling her? A boyfriend should give you the confidence to fight God and time like a JRPG character. They shouldn't make you question your worthiness. Before leaving for another BSC meeting, Marianne lets Tigger stay outside since he's having so much fun. However, later that night, Tigger doesn't appear for dinner, not even when Marianne calls for him, and he usually shows up when she calls for him. Her father tells her that sometimes cats just disappear or take long naps outside, and Tigger will be back the next day. Unfortunately, Mr. Spear is wrong, but there's still hope, and Marianne has to get to her babysitting job at the Bruno's. Hunter is full of allergies and his room is an exercise in dander control. His room is so barren that his toys are kept in another room. The Brunos have made a rule that no one is to open Logan's room because it's so messy and it could contaminate Hunter's room. The Brunos doomed their kid when they named him Hunter. The only thing this kid is hunting for is an EpiPen. Marianne plays vet's office with the kids and later Carrie prepares a snack for all of them since she knows Hunter's various allergies. When Marianne goes home, she hopes to see Tigger safe and sound, but he's not. It's official, Tigger is missing. Christy calls for a panted BSC emergency meeting because Christy won't help unless she could do it with a gavel in Claudia's room. The club is going to distribute posters around Stony Brook. Christy suggests they offer a reward, the girls pull their money together, and with the added funds from the club treasury, they can offer a reward. That translates to $66 in today's money. That's a lot for a cat, especially when every person I know who has a cat says they just started feeding it one day when it stuck it to the yard, and they said to their roommate, hey, guess what? We have a cat now. His name is Quesalupa. Claudia designs the posters, including a lifelike drawing of Tigger. The drawing is so good because Claudia asks Mary Ann to get every photo of Tigger she can find. Why they didn't just use the photos... I have no idea. Claudia wants to draw something, so Claudia gets to draw something. Meanwhile, Jessie is babysitting for her siblings Becca and Squirt. They play some games and talk about how much Charlotte, Becca's best friend, likes Tigger. Then they read that weird Baby Island book. Apparently it's the hottest book in Stony Brook. Move over Stephen King! This 100 year old book that doesn't have a movie adaptation is coming for you! The next day, Christie has made copies of the posters, and the entire BSC, including Logan, is ready to help Marianne. Now, she began, the idea is to paper the neighborhood. By tonight, there shouldn't be a single person in this area who doesn't know that Tigger is missing. I've got boxes of thumbtacks, and I want you to make sure you put a poster on every phone pole. Maybe two posters, front and back. Then stuff mailboxes. There's plenty of streets around here. I know how to litter, Christy. The girls split up. Logan says that Marianne is being dramatic, and while a lost kitten is sad, she's overreacting. Marianne doesn't say anything back. Dump him, Marianne, and we'll go to Baskin-Robbins. They have 31 flavors, and Logan's flavor is the insensitive Disney Channel antagonist. As they're putting up posters, a 10-year-old boy walks up to Marianne. Is there really reward? Yep, well then, okay, yes, sir, um, No, let's see. The day before yesterday, I saw a gray kitten with tiger stripes. That's just like Tigger, I cried. Hey, Marianne, tell this boy to go back to the treehouse with the misspelled No Girls Allowed sign and get back to work. And he had short hair. I'm sure that it was a he, not a she. And he was, oh, about 15 inches long, I mean, including his tail. And, um, he answered to the name of Tigger. I wouldn't know a female cat from a male cat, but I'll falfa here. Check that cat's genitals. I looked suspiciously at the poster I just put up. How did you know to call him Tigger, I asked the boy. Because his name was on the collar, he suggested? I shook my head. Sorry, he doesn't wear a collar. The boy didn't look a bit uncomfortable about having told a whopping lie. What's the reward for, he wanted to know, for information leading to finding the cat or something? No, I said Crossy, for finding him, for putting him in my hands. Now stop talking to wandering children and get back to breaking up with Logan. I mean, uh, looking for Tigger. The next day, Marianne rushes to her mailbox and it contains a letter for her. There's no return address. People keep sending her troubling things in the mail, you'd think she'd stop checking. Anyway, the letter contains a handwritten note. If you want to see your cat alive again, leave a hundred dollars in an envelope on the big rock in Brennerfield at four o'clock tomorrow afternoon. She brings a letter to the BSC, which springs into action with a plan. Only Claudia and Mallory entertain the idea that it's fake. Logan says that Marianne is acting like a girl, and Marianne finally says it's okay to be sensitive, and she is a girl. Claudia lives on the second floor. Marianne should defenestrate Logan. Now, let me just check that word off my words to use list. Excellent. But we can't throw him out yet. He comes up with a brilliant plan. What is this plan? They're going to put Monopoly money in an envelope, leave it on the big rock, and then watch the rock to see who retrieves the money. Huh. It took seven of you to come up with this plan. <laughs> Before the BSC can enact their plan, Don has a babysitting job at the Barretts. Buddy is worried about their basset hound and vows to protect the dog from would-be thieves. Eventually, the kids need to go to sleep. Buddy stays up watching a show called Dragon Warriors, which is not real. There is a real show called Dragon Warrior, Legend of the Hero Abel. But unless Buddy is exceptionally worldly, there's no way he watches a Japanese show wherein only 13 out of 43 episodes were dubbed and released in America. Eventually, he goes to sleep, and there is no more television talk. It's finally time for that great caper that Logan concocted. Everything goes according to plan. Soon, a figure arrives, takes the envelope, and books it. The BSC chases the figure down. It's a kid. In fact, it's that alfalfa punk who thinks about animal genitals from before. And to no one's surprise, he doesn't have Tigger. He just wanted money. Logan makes up some stuff about felonies, and that the kid could go to jail for 25 to 50 years sure but if the kid is white he'll probably get probation and a swimming scholarship anyway the kid runs away but marianne is still missing one cat claudia babysits for the perkins girls and they're going to look for tigger themselves but first they have to sing christmas carols and blue suede shoes by elvis there are some great late 80s songs but these kids are going to sing elvis a man who died in 1977 Then the girls play Hawaiian detective and Tom Selleck all over the neighborhood while Claudia contemplates death. Once again, Marianne is babysitting the Brunos. She makes a shocking discovery in Carrie's room, and Carrie's closet in a box is none other than Tigger. What is going on? "I, I just found him, replied Carrie, and I didn't know he was Tigger then. Honest. I was riding my bike home last Friday and it was getting dark, remember? The weather wasn't very nice that day. And I was a few houses away from Marianne's and I thought I saw something shiny on the side of the road so I stopped and it was this kitten. Its eyes were shining. I thought, poor kitty, no one's taking care of you. So I put him in my bike basket and rode him home. I wanted to have a friend. I wanted to show you and daddy that I could care for a pet. I really am responsible enough to do that. Look how well I cared for Tigger. And then she kept it to prove that she can have a pet if it stays in her room away from Hunter and his allergies. Marianne takes her cat and goes home. Logan and Marianne have a chat later. He's been testy because he's about to be kicked off the baseball team. His coach doesn't like him and Logan is trying to improve, but it's failing and Logan isn't getting any better. Marianne gives him snacks and stays with him, which is annoying. If Logan can't step over a bar on the ground, then it's no wonder he's a terrible baseball player. He demeans Marianne's anguish over losing her cat. He says that acting like a girl is a bad thing. When it turns out his little sister has stolen his girlfriend's cat, he's pretty damn nonchalant and he doesn't give Marianne the confidence she clearly needs. I have only watched the first season of the excellent Netflix show at the time of writing this, which was a couple of years ago, so I hope the showrunners redeem this boy because I'm losing my patience for Logan. He's a terrible boyfriend and Marianne should dump him. She should go out with Christy. At least Christie can play baseball.